we start today's podcast, I would like to invite you to a free summit that I have been a part of. It is called A Journey Through Grief with Grace. The host is Diana Previs, and I am one of the expert speakers. I talk all things mediumship, I talk about suicide, I talk about how to talk to your loved ones once they have passed, and what else is possible with being a medium. There is a lineup of amazing expert speakers from all around the world, and I just know there are so many benefits of being a part of the summit. This is a passion project for so many, and if we can help ease the grief and help people work through it with understanding, I just know that we can help so many people at this time, especially with what is going on in the world. So check out the show notes down below for the link, click on it. Please feel free to send this link to other people, to share this podcast with other people, so then we can help make a difference in this time. Together we are stronger and understanding is knowledge. Sending you so much love, enjoy the podcast and I'll talk to you soon. Welcome to the Release Your Blocks podcast. I am your host, Victoria Bond. I am a spiritual empowerment coach. I help teach others to show up to their potency so they can fulfill their mission here on earth. I'm so glad you are here. And if you are interested in becoming a medium, if you're interested in becoming a life coach, or if you're interested in shifting your life from the 3D to live more in the 5D reality, then check me out, book a clarity call, and let's get chatting. Hello and welcome to Release Your Blocks with Victoria Bond. Today we have a very special guest, Sue Nicholson. Thank you for being here today, Sue. Hello, Victoria. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. And um, we've been trying to jump on this podcast for quite a while, but you were stuck in Australia because of lockdown. Yeah, stuck in Australia. Took five weeks. Kept praying upstairs. Please, can you get me a flight? Then out the blue, and New Zealand phoned us up. Out the blue, like we had five can- uh, cancellation flights, and you know what it is, Victoria. Things happen for a reason, you know. I believe in that. And when the time is right, then we just got to understand, you know. This t- over on the other side, don't have any clocks. There's no time frame for them. Mm-hmm. But down here, we run by time. Like we had a meeting, we've got to set up a meeting, and we in that time. You know, and it doesn't always run at that time, you know, and then people get stressed out because they go, oh, I had a meeting, I'm 10 minutes late, da, da, da. Mm-hmm. Well, on the other side, it's like, chill out. We're doing what we can at this moment in time, which you can't see, but we've got the ball rolling. So just chill out, take a breath, do a meditation, and we're on to it. So that's what mm-hmm. happened. And then came back and then was stuck in um, – quarantine for two weeks in a room of four walls and they actually should give out marriage guidance counseling <laughs> make or break um so for those of you who are tuning in and you're not sure who sue is she is a psychic medium so you have been on tv so you were on um an amazing murder. um yeah sensing murder my it was legit my favorite program ever and also <laughs> um you have written a couple of books one of them um I, I loved and I actually cried the whole way through it. I and I was that emotional. That that was the call, um, a call from the other side and about your childhood yeah. and and really about um how you used to talk to spirit on your mm. phone in the basement. I it made me I, today <laughs> because 
because you know I'm a psychic medium too and I get these hits and I was like I visualized that part of the book and I was like oh that's right that's when I fell in love with you <laughs> yeah um, yeah so my little phone my, that's why when I say to people I'm just a um, switchboard operator for the other side you know so medium means in the middle so I'm listening to them the call comes in they pass it to me and I pass it to the person who's in front of me or an audience, whoever, you know what I mean? And that's the way I look at it. And it was a little plastic phone. It had no inners in, you know, it was empty on the, on the bottom. And I swore it used to ring. You know, it had no thing. It was plastic, like from a $2 shop or whatever. I used to pick it up and go, hello? And I used to hear them talking and go, okay, yeah. So uh, it was interesting. Just, yeah. uh, and, and this was over in England and now you're in New Zealand. So yeah. um, we're very lucky to have you over here. And um, so one of the questions I actually have for you is one thing, as, as a medium myself, and I've really just started tapping into these gifts. It's, it's definitely on a long line of mediums. We're all religious. So it was very much like um, hidden. And like when I was watching Sensing Murder, it was quite deep. It was there was some dark <laughs> stuff. So what did it you was, do to like deal with all um, of that? It, you know, when I look back at every story, I think, how did I do that? It it was the most challenging ever part of my journey. It really, really was. I was asked to do the last series, right? And I really had to think about it, and I turned them down. Right? They only done three because things happen with the producers because the other ones went into bankrupt, whatever, you know, but I, I was on there for 10 years. I'd done it for 10 years. Wow. And the pressure of it, the pressure, you imagine, right, and they, first of all, I get a phone call and they say, you've got to be at the airport at 7 o'clock in the morning, okay, and got a clue where you're going. And people would say, well, you should know where you're going. You're in psychic medium. I didn't want to know. And sometimes I would be on that plane and i get the person coming in already and then, um, okay, so a taxi would be there for me. They'd set up a hotel, in a hotel, like a conference room or somewhere. So I'd just have a small table, glass of water. They'd have all the cameras and the producers and everything, lights in your face. And then they'll go, okay, setting it all up. And they go, okay, ready, action. And you've got to be ready. You've got to be ready. <laughs> and they slide a piece, a, a photo and the back is all blacked out. You can't see. So you can't see anything. And I'll be going, okay, so I'll put my hand on it and I'll go, whoever's up there, you better come through because I'm looking an idiot sitting here, you know. <laughs> and the apprehension, so I start putting a profile together. Sometimes I would go to the last part of the life before I would get to the beginning. Do you know what I mean? But it's coming in all angles and pictures. I see very much I have hearing, seeing, feeling, but my clairvoyance, um, sorry, you know, clairvoyance and clear sentience, well, all of it really, they'd be showing me pictures, the pictures coming in, and I'd be going, and sometimes it was like I would actually be in the scene, so I'm in the room with them, and I'm looking around, so I'm an observer. Um, and then they'd take me to where the last part was, or I'd feel gravel under my feet, I'd feel, I'd feel gravel, it's a gravel road or I'm on dirt or I'm on a dirt track or whatever. And everybody's sitting there looking at you, not saying a word, not saying a word, and then they go, oh, okay, you know, and I, the first one, um, what's her name, Luana Williams, yeah, in Tauranga. 
Nobody knew because it, it was a new film company. They, they didn't know what to expect from the mediums. I mean, it was like, whoa. So you got no information, you got nothing. And it is really about trust mm-hmm. and letting go of fear. Mm-hmm. And the biggest part is what if I'm not right? And I always thought, well, if I'm not right, they'll tell me and say, you're on the wrong track. Honestly, you're way out here because it's a waste of their time, mm-hmm. right? And they've got all the information from the police. And I always used to see this person sitting in the back of the room up the corner. I used to think, what are they doing? They're checking off what I'm saying. And I bring, yeah, I bring new information, which means I'd have that. And then they'd ask the police about it or the parents or whoever. And then they go, okay, right, okay, we've done that part. Now is a map. And they roll a big map out in front of me. I don't even know where north, south, west, east is, you know. Yeah. Like, whoa, yeah. So it was very, and it affected me quite badly mm. because, I couldn't get the images out of my head, you know, of why people would stab somebody 39 times when she's pregnant. Yeah, and I know some of the other mediums as well, um, they, I, I think they experienced the same, the same things. Did you actually catch up with the other mediums and, like, build a rapport? Because you went through the same experience, uh, didn't you? No, they do their own thing. I mean, yeah. when we had, like, Qantas Media Awards, because we won the awards, and I said we would win three awards, and we did. I said wow. to them, we're going to win three. And they went, I don't think so. And I said, the best documentary, best whatever, and something else. And I was right in the back with the first one that announced, and uh, I heard it say that we've just won another award. I said, well, there's going to be another one because I said three. Mm. And anyway, so we did win three. Um, No, not really. We'd meet as in like not on a personal level. Mm -hmm. Mm. It was just that way, Mm. you know, and... um, we didn't discuss things. Yeah. We, we didn't discuss any cases whatsoever. No. Well, you weren't allowed to either. And I suppose the last thing that you want to do um, is get together and discuss a case because it's so no. energy taxing as well. Never discussed a case. And this is the issue when it first came out. Um, and it was really annoying to think that people are calling you a liar, that you have information. And I said, I will go on national television with a lie detector, ask me whatever mm. you want. I know, I can only speak for myself, I know what I did was what I did. And also, you know, I channeled whatever was going to come through. Yeah, well, you know? you're authentic. And I think that's a thing, is especially being a medium, like not just because you've been on TV and you've got the books and you're literally a public figure, um, especially in New Zealand and Australia, but not only that, it's like being a medium in general Everyone is suspicious. Like I used to be like, oh my God, that's a medium. I walk into a room and I'm like, why are people nervous if they know that I do readings and stuff? And they go, they think I'm reading them. And I'm like, I'm not reading you. And I go, is someone here right now? And I'm like, well, I'm not tapping in because I've got this. I'm really lucky that I literally get to choose when I'm tapping in or not. I've got really good boundaries around spirit as well. So, Well, I have to learn that because I'm not going to go out and see every Tom, Dick and Harry in the street. I thought, what's the point in that? It, that's a waste of energy. And I said to them, when I'm working, I'm working, and that's it. So I, you know, and people know who I am, and they go, you're reading my mind. And I said, your mind's very private, and I wouldn't want anybody to read my mind, and I'm not a yeah. mind reader. And I don't want to read your mind because I'm actually because being because well, if I did, having experience. Very strange things, you know what I mean? Um, and so you 
and I mean, there has been times where it's been so bad. The bullying has been; it's nearly taken me over the edge. That's oh, I can imagine because I remember watching um, Sensing Murder, and I remember like in awe because obviously it hadn't landed that I was a medium yet. Like I've been obviously hiding my gifts, and I just watch you guys going whoa. Um, and I remember sitting in a room with someone, and people going, "Oh, whatever, this is all kind of made up." And I go. It's legit not. The thing is, the reason why you know it's not is why the hell would these be people be bothered doing that? And it's same with when people say there's lots of fake mediums. Sure, there's some fake mediums, but why would anyone be bothered to go to the depths of finding out? Like, it's not even I'm worth not, it. I can just about, to, well, you know, I couldn't do Zoom. I had to get my husband to show me. I can't even, I can switch it, you know, I had a computer <laughs> I have not nothing we compute nothing. I don't want like stalking don't, people. Where to look? I'm thinking I've got more things to do than that. I know I know how to do online shopping. That's one thing. <laughs> <laughs> I well, do know very well how to do that, oh, but I don't know how to check people out or what I wouldn't even know. Uh, how to do. It's so funny. Yeah. So um yeah, and, and this is like this is, I want to actually put this out there to our audience right now and say, if you do have these mediumship gifts and if you're reaching out to someone like Sue, who does um, amazing, amazing, like um, teaching about this stuff in different ways. I've been to one of your day, um, yeah. day sessions as well. Or if you're coming to me and doing magnificent mediumship, like it's really about owning yourself. It's actually about being authentic and going, you know what, if there are haters out there and if I'm going to get crucified for this, like I did all those other lives, then, um, you know, like if, if you're too worried about what other people think, then don't even start. But if you uh, know that you've got a life purpose and to really stepping in and making a big difference and whatever that means, like, we both know we're not just mediums. We're both life coaches as well. We both um, have got, had big experiences in our lives and we're here to help people. It's a bigger purpose. It's the biggest thing. So for those of you who are worrying about the haters, just don't. What, what would you say to people, Sue? Well, I just think oh, no, people are never going to understand us. You're right. There are people who will like us and hate us. And Spirit says to me one day, they said, listen, are there people that you don't like? And I went, yeah. And I said, well, it works both ways. And I went, oh, yeah, okay. So what energy we put out there, I always tell people, um, our thoughts are not contained in our head. They go out to the universe. And we draw in whatever we are worried about or concerned about. Well, we pull that into us. So it's like saying, well, you know, if there are people like that, am I going to give them energy? Am I going to worry about them? I have had to learn this quite in-depth, mm. really. And I think I don't know them. I don't want to know them. They don't know me. They know nothing about me. But I will send love and light to them and go away. Mm-hmm. And I concentrate on the people that are around me that, mm-hmm. you know. But, look, you know, the thing, Victoria, is you can have a bad builder, plumber, electrician, mm-hmm. whatever. There are out there. But what sometimes that really annoys me, I have to do a lot of... Um, you know, when people have had readings from these so-called psychic mediums oh, and they work yes. on ego, I have to clear their mess up because of the damage. Now, you don't know who's sitting in front of you. When somebody comes, they could be suicidal. And I work with suicide people, families that have had somebody pass over, and people who sit in front of me and don't want to be here anymore. Now, if you go into a medium, psychic medium, and they're coming from a difference by ego, this is to do with compassion, listening to people, helping people. 
and going away feeling like, wow, I have a direction now. I feel I can cope with my life. Honestly, to tell people they've got six months to live and there's nothing wrong with it because they've got cancer of the uterus and they're not going to live for six months. And that person is still alive now after 12 years. And I think this is why every single psychic medium should probably do life coaching as well. Um, I've had to clean up messes as well, probably not to the extent of you because you've been doing this for much longer than myself, but I have had people bring me up in tears saying, I've been told to move here. I've been told to do this. I've been told to stay with my partner. I don't want to worry. I've been told this. And I'm like, hang on a minute. I've never told anyone what to do. I have said, this is a possibility. Now these are, you have choice. We're humans. What is what is the universal law? We have free will and choice. Yeah. And that's what I say to people. I am just, I say, everything I'm telling you now is coming from a very different perspective, right? It's like, look at a bird. You've got a bird on the ground and it can see so much. But if a bird takes off, it can see the greater picture. You know, and I say, I'm just a bird taking off, looking at a different picture, right? That's what, and I'm sending it down to you. I can see this over there. But it's your choice whether you take on board what my your angels is. I work with the angels and the guides and all of their angels and guides. So we have a big like crew behind me on the other mm-hmm. side, and it's up to them whether they take it on board or not. You know, because everything is free will, free speech, unless you're in China and you can't talk up. But um, you know, free thoughts and things like that. So yeah, it is everything is by choice. It is by choice. And I think uh, one of the things that I've noticed with myself and learning over the last few years is it's really about the trust and faith that you said before, having the trust and faith. So my first reading, I was absolutely petrified, but Spirit had been telling me, you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this. I had the cards in my hand. I was shaking. I had somebody who I was, I said, can I practice on you? Because I trusted her because I was a hairdresser for 20 years and she was one of my clients and I knew I had to do this reading. So then they said, put down the cards, Victoria. And I was like, what? I put down the cards and the next minute I said, look, I'm sorry. I just have to tell you what's in my head and I feel like I'm the biggest liar in the world. And I said, there's a man there that stand there looks like the guy from Gone from the Wind. He has got that moustache and a little smirk. There's a child here, a child here. They're this height, that height. Da, 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 da. I told her this massive big story thinking she's going to turn around and say, <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know what you're talking about. And she said, that was my uncle. They're my cousins. And she told me this big story. And I went, holy shit. I'm a real medium. And from that moment, I've never doubted that spirit will come through, but it's actually, I, you've done this since you're a little, little girl. For me, I had, but it's nearly like I'd either blocked it. Um, and that's why a lot of people think, oh, I'm 30. I, I, I'm not a medium, am I? And I'm like, well, actually you do have gifts and capacities. And if you open them up, if you trust, if you have faith and you know how to do the thing, yeah. like, well, no, yeah, that's right. Because we all have it. We are born with psychic abilities, but it's us to our, up to us whether we want to open it up or not. So mm-hmm. we are psychic beings having a human connection. We're not humans having a psychic connection. That's mm-hmm. very different, mm-hmm. you know. And once you tap into it and start working it and trusting those inner feelings, because we have the emotions, the heart, the soul, and then you've got the logical with the head. Mm-hmm. And I say to people, if something doesn't feel right, rule of thumb is don't do it. If it feels right, then go with it. So you've got to go with more when you're working in this area, go with more of the feelings. And you cannot find a logical, you know, 
um, exact, not a, a logical explanation because you think when I'm reading, sometimes I go, oh my God, that sounds so stupid. Spirit will go, is it reading for you or them? And I go, them, they say, we'll carry on then. They can be quite strict with me when I'm losing and I'm going, that sounds stupid. And they said, well, it is to you, but not to that person. Exactly. Yeah. Um, real <laughs> funny story. So one day I was doing these, these, and you know when spirit pops through and you're you're talking to a friend and you're like, oh my God, I've got this message for a friend. That that happened to me a lot. And then one day a friend goes, oh my God, can you please um, do a reading for me? And I was like, no. I was like, literally, no, I'm doing some work over here. I can't do a reading for you. And then I went, oh, hang on a minute. Sorry, there's someone here in my room. And then I was trying to describe, okay, so I think, did he have a white beard? Did he have this? Did he like red? I was describing because all I could see was blooming Santa. So all I could see, I was like, they're showing me Santa so I can get these different traits. And then eventually I said, look, you know what? I'm sorry. All I can see is Santa and I've got to do some work. And she she burst out crying and she goes, my dad used to dress up as Santa every year and that's the biggest thing we miss and I was like another lesson trust what you're seeing is never going to make sense to you <laughs> just say it because I think the the hardest part is the fear of what if I'm wrong mm. um, I might look stupid I'm now we can get some so, so I see things and I can see things and they go no no and then they phone me up and they go oh my god yes Mm-hmm. I listened to the reading back. You were right. But I'm not going to say, oh, I'm really sorry. Or, but I, I said, okay, I know where I'm seeing. I know where I'm being told. Mm-hmm. Um, I just have to let that go and it will make sense to you. But at the moment, I'm seeing beyond what the physical eyes can see, you know, and that's yeah. the way I work. You know, everybody works differently. Mm-hmm. But that's I think it's I'm that trust and that, like, I know now, I used to be like, oh, no, I hope I got it right. And I'm like, of course I got it right because – I am channeling from the highest frequency, my yeah, yeah. guides, and of course my um, ancestors and my angels, and and the light. I do a lot of light coding, a lot of light language. I channel a lot of that. It's just something that's come in for me um, over the last few years. But I know that I go away with my head held high because I trusted deeply in my soul and in spirit. Yeah. So that's the same as you, which is beautiful. You, you're always going to get some people who will try and test you out because it's their issues, not ours. You know, they have an issue with us and they just want to say loads of rubbish and all of this because they don't like you. But why come to it for a reading with me when you have no intentions of listening to what I'm saying but rubbish me? Yeah, I'm not available for anyone like that. I That's why I you charge know, extra when high. They, when they book an appointment, that's when they start. So. They're ah. very few and far between now. I used to have mm. it when I started and I used to feel terrible. And I thought, get lost, you know. I've got the power to say, I don't have to talk to you anymore, you know. Mm. And your attitude, the attitude of some people, the way they treated me was disgusting. And I don't stand for it anymore. I'm sorry. That's the way. No I'm way. Don't no. like it. I've actually, I've actually got to um, say it's so funny. So, one day I was like, but just before I was coming to your, um, I can't remember what the day class was, but I came to a, a day class for the you. Psychic workshop, yeah. yeah psychic workshop work. in New Plymouth. And I went with one of my best friends and um, I was so excited because I knew I was a medium. I'd been to your show, um, been to one of Calvin's or a few of Calvin's shows, read the book. It was all coming in. I knew it. I was already doing it like, oh my God, but I didn't know how to navigate it because I've been brought up Catholic. So I was like, how do I yeah. do this? I've been told this is wrong. So long story short, I came to your thing and I grabbed you. I was like, so I have to ask you a question as you're walking on by. 
And what had actually happened was two days before I went to bed and I said, show me, show me how I read, show me how I'm psychic. And then I went to bed and I, I w- was half awake, half asleep. And I went into this freaking kind of fit, right? It sounds crazy, but it's not like I was elevated and I was doing the matrix. Like It's like the thing went into my head and I downloaded all this information. And I kind of came out of it and I went, was that bad? Was that good? I didn't feel any way about it, but I felt like I had just downloaded a way of reading. So like, that's weird. So when I saw you two days later, I went, so, and I told you the story and you said, and I go, I asked for this. And you said to me, Victoria, you get what you ask for. Just be careful on how you ask for it. And you walked off. <laughs> and I was like, thank you, Sue. Because I was, like, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's brilliant. And what I love so much about, um, about that as well was when we came into your room, everyone's sitting there because like, Sue Nicholson, whoa, we're sensing murder. Like this, this lady, is, she knows her shit. And then you said, look. This is the way I work. I'm here to teach you today. So I'm asking spirit to actually step out and only to help us in the way of learning. And I was like, wow. So you actually taught me in that session because I was just starting out. This is about three or four years ago, maybe four yeah. years ago. I was starting, I've got a photo of us too. Um, I was starting out and I needed to know boundaries because, and this is what I teach with people now is having boundaries around spirit. I'm not available at three o'clock in the morning for someone no, to I say, can I have a cup of tea? I'd go, F off, please. I'm sleeping. Yeah, you've got to do that. You, you know, because we start, still have a life beyond what we do. Do you understand? And we have to balance that. You know, we have to balance it. If I may offend my pot range or whatever, and they, my friends don't say, oh, what, you, nothing. They know their boundaries. But if something comes in, I go, they're telling me this, that, and the other, and you need to look at this and do, do, do. And I work that way because I need my own space as well. I need my own time, mm-hmm. you know, because this is very demanding. It is very demanding and yeah. absolutely drains me. By the end of the day, I am like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And also boundaries, I reckon, around not just spirit, but around people and friends. And no, family. it's around people. Mm. People go, hey, can you just give me a quick reading? Can you do this? And now I'm, everyone knows that I'm just not available for that. No. I just I can't do that because I have a life. I'm Sometimes I'm just Victoria and I'm just a mum. Yeah. Sometimes I'm interviewing a podcast. Sometimes I'm teaching mediumship or doing a reading or doing a coaching session. And these are like these different facets of who we be. So having those yeah. boundaries. So um, I've got to ask you a family question. So with your family, because I know you, how long have you been with your husband for? You've been with him for a long time, right? Um, I married him in 1977. So 43, 44 years. Beautiful, beautiful. I, I think I read some stuff about him in your book, but um, I've been with my husband for nearly, nearly 20 years. So yeah. um, we progress, obviously, with the skill and our our what we're meant to do, our life's purpose. So how has he supported you and how is he, How what is his kind of interesting points of view about um, you being a reader? Um, well, he can't lie to me. That's a fact. <laughs> I go, do you want to say that again? Do you want to recap that again? Or do you want me to tell you the whole story? He goes, oh, Um, well, when I met him, like, nobody knew what I could do. And, um, you know, so I knew I was going to marry him. When I was a little girl, they said to me, you're going to marry Stephen. I thought, okay, didn't look look for Stephen. I got engaged to a 
somebody called Roy and it was the worst thing. And they said to me, I got engaged to him, was within four years. And they said, he's never going to marry you. And six weeks before my marriage, because they said he's cheating on you and he's going to marry you. Six weeks before my marriage, I had my wedding dress, bride, everything done. He turned around, he says, I wasn't going to turn up at the church. I'm not going to marry you. I'm with someone else now. And he married her. I was heartbroken. But it was a windy, cold English night, November the 1st, I remember. And I just, I couldn't be bothered going out. Now, a year had passed since then. And Spirit says to me, you need to go out tonight. You need to, and I thought, I can't be bothered. And my friend phoned me up. She says, we're going out. You know, come on. I was 21. And I said, I can't be bothered. And they kept pushing me out. So I went. And I met him there, but I didn't go out with him after for two weeks because my friend met his friend in the nightclub. And then he kept asking about me. And then I met him. And then I just, the second time I met him, I knew I was going to marry him. Stephen, that's Stephen. And I, I never even thought then. And um, he's a really gentle soul and everything. And so anyway, then we got married and he came home one day. In the day, I'd had um, my first daughter, which I knew I was having three girls. They said every time. I didn't need a scan. They just tell me what I'm going to have. Anyway, so I had my first daughter and she was about, she was six months old. And he said to me, um, no, Spirit said that day, you're going to a faraway place. And I went, what? And they said New Zealand. It's called New Zealand. And I only knew New Zealand butter and New Zealand lamb. I didn't know anything else about New Zealand. Oh, I've got goosebumps. And I went, really? He came in that night and he said, I've got something to tell you. I've applied for a job in New Zealand. And I just looked at him. He said, but there's 50 applicants. I don't know. So he had three um, interviews because he had to go to the New Zealand embassy in town to, because of the immigration and everything. He says, oh, I don't know if I'll get it. And I said, you will have that job. And within six months we left and mm -hmm. we came here. So I've been here since 1979, December 1979. And, um, and so he didn't know what I could do. And so I just carried on with my, I had my gift where I was just doing normal jobs, working in an office or, you know what I mean, just doing normal jobs. But it was always there and Spirit kept saying to me, There'll be a time when you're ready. But I had young children and I couldn't do mm. that of what I was doing. I couldn't travel and do things. And anyway, um, I, I had a job and then Spirit says to me, on the Monday night, they said, oh, by tomorrow at 8 o'clock, you will not have a job and you're going to work for us. And I went, what? Anyway, 8 o'clock, the phone rang and it was this company I was contracting to and they said, we're really sorry. We have to let you go. And I just went, oh, my God, you know, panic come in, got a mortgage, three kids, da-da-da. And anyway, I said to Spirit, now what do I do? Now, I'm a trained massage therapist. I do Swedish massage. I do Chinese massage. I do um, teach Indian hot oil massage and things like that. I'm a Reiki master teacher. And I got all this and house blessings. And I was doing a couple of readings for friends, you know, and I thought, oh, God. And they said, you're going to do this now full time. And they says to me, we want you to get some cards. And they showed me what they wanted me to get. And I'm going, okay, well, what do I do with these? Nobody knows I can do it. Told me where to place this card on a notice board. And I went, nobody walks through that entrance. And they said, place it there, one card. And that was um, on the Tuesday. On the Friday, I had a call. And she phones me up. She goes, 
hi, I know her name, Fiona. And I went, yes. And she said, oh, I've got your card here. And I'm not, it's weird. I took it off the board and I never go in that entrance. I never. It keeps jumping out at me and I needed to phone you. And I went, oh, okay. So I went, I said, what do you want? Do you want a massage? Do you want Reiki? Do you think, please don't ask for a read. I know that feeling. Oh, do you want a region? And she goes, no, I don't want any of that. And I thought, hey. She said, I'm a newspaper reporter and I want to do your life story. No way. And I went, is this a joke? And she said, no, can I come around to your home Tuesday at 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock? And I went, yeah, okay. And anyway, it was 10 minutes before her um, time. Spirit says to me, she's running late and she can't come to about 10 past 2. And phone rang. Who do I, I said, Fiona, you're running late and you'll be here at 10 past two. And she goes, oh, my God, did the office phone you? I went, no, Spirit did. And that was the opening <laughs> line. I called from the other side. <laughs> I told me. And she came in and she interviewed me and I gave her a reading and the phones went red hot. But there was no number on there. There was no number. There was no oh, number. Oh, so. <laughs> no, because it's an, it's, if it's an editorial, they don't give you phone numbers out. She said, phone me up. She said, my phone's, been, the office has been going mad. Can we print your uh, number in the next Tuesday? And I went, yeah, no problem. Well, that was it. But before that, when I lost my job, Steve came home and I said, I've got something to tell you. And he goes, what? I said, um, I've lost my job. He goes, oh, my God. I said, but I'm working now. I see dead people. I'm to talk to them. I've had it since I was young. <laughs> and he said, he goes, oh, I always knew there was something about you. Know, good for my yeah. And it wasn't until out the blue, out of all of the New Zealand, the uh, Ninox Productions contacted me. I didn't even know where I was getting. I didn't even know where a cold case was. I thought, what the hell is that? Mm. Out the blue. And it wasn't until I was on telly that Steve, my friends, and my children saw what I could do. They're going, wow. oh, my God, we didn't know you could do that. And neither wow. did not, not at that extent. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean you're, you, you do everything quite boldly, don't you? We've got to, <laughs> you don't do things like um, it's really kind of uh, the reason why I ask is because my husband also a beautiful, a beautiful, um, gentle soul, and I've been with him for twenty years, so yeah. a little bit less, but since I was sixteen. And one day I said to him, "Hey, uh, Luke, can you take the babies? Because I had two little babies, and this is about the time I came to your workshop and stuff." And I said, "Can you take them into the room because I've I've got so and so coming over?" And he goes, "Why is so and so coming over?" And I go, "I can't tell you why, but can you just take the babies into the room?" And he goes are you okay? Because I was going through quite a lot of depression <laughs> yeah. as well because I was going through this spiritual awakening. And he just goes, you have to tell me what's going on. And I said, you can't stop me. But her daughter's Emma's been coming through for the last year. I've been wanting to give her presents and do this and do this and do this. And the signs were hitting me so hard that I was nearly falling over. It was ridiculous. And then he said, oh, well, that makes sense. It makes a lot more sense than you want <laughs> about her all the time so yeah. she came over I sat her down I gave her this incredible straightforward channel from her daughter to her she sat there and went whoa whoa and um so I think once they see it they don't need my husband doesn't necessarily understand it but he, no, he doesn't understand it but you know I think he's rubbing off on him as well because he said to me when just the two days before when we were in um you know quarantine he goes wouldn't it be strange 
He said, <laughs> if they get, they're going to be COVID in Auckland. I said, stop <gasps> Cancel on a clear. And we came and he goes, see, told you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you want to do my job now or something. It was Lucky so you got back. Lucky you got back when you got back. Yeah, we would have been in quarantine again. We would have had to stay in the hotel. It's like, oh, God, no. But At least you're in you your four-story house I mean, now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But, you know, Spirit told me about COVID. I mean, you know, we all know the world's not going to. But they did tell me how we could get rid of COVID. Um, it's a long story, but hey, nothing producers, was, any producers listening to this podcast <laughs> told me how, and it's so simple, but I won't get into it. Don't have to have all these injections and things. People do what they want to do. I do, we yeah. do what we want to do, you know. Uh, we have free choice, but you know, um, have the injection or not the injection. But if I came out with that, they would not, they'd lock me up. Because it's it's way out, but it is true, and it is what it is, and it can work. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you can tell me once we stop. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Yeah, another you can tell day. Tell me after. Yeah. Um, wow, so amazing. Um, you know, just before we came went into the recent lockdown in New Zealand. Now, um, while we're recording this, um, for those that are listening. Um, we are currently in lockdown in our homes in New Zealand. And um, the, the, that day I was sitting there and I was going, holy shit, I've got anxiety right now. Why do I have anxiety? What is going on? Oh, no. Why am I feeling this? I haven't felt this way for about a year and a half. And then, boom. And I was like, it wasn't even mine. I was just tapping into yeah. the stuff that was happening. Because, so a lot of my clients you know, like, we, we sense energy, you know. You know, that's why I think I went out to the dairy last night. It was like I said to my husband, it's like doomsday. It's doomsday out there. And he said, oh, no, it's weird energy. And it's weird. It's weird energy because there is like this mist that hanging over over us in Aotearoa. And it's like this mist of fear. And people are breathing it in. You know, I, I mean? 100% know what you're talking about. I went for a walk the other day and I could feel it, that mist of fear. Like I legit was going, there's a mist of fear. I've, I've actually talked about it in all my groups in the last kind of three days. And what I had to do is I had to lift, you're going to think this is crazy, but I had to no. lift it up off me, lift it up off yeah. my children. I lifted it up off my house. I actually put a dome over my house and because I was going, <gasps> I couldn't breathe. And then I went, okay. And I got all my clients and all my groups and I lifted the mist off them. And then when we did a group coaching, I said, guys, there's like this heavy mist and we need to lift it up now. And then we did yeah. a healing and stuff. And, and, those yeah. And that's why all the light workers need to come together because there's so much negativity, but there's less light workers. You know, there's more negative than the light, but we just have to keep plugging along and that's all we can do. And working on our own selves to radiate that energy out into the world. You know, 100%. everybody we come across and everybody we touch, we, you know, is trying to lift them up as well. So they can then rebound that onto other people, you know what I mean, and do that and that's the way it is, you know, and see this getting better. But, I mean, it's changed forever. And they told me yesterday, Spirit says, um, when people are going over now, a lot of people are not going to reincarnate now. Mm. They're not coming back here. They've had enough. It's like I'm not coming back because the world is changing, not that we want to the way we don't want it to be. 
basically. That actually fascinates me because I've been doing quite a few readings recently and um, because I've got a program called Quantum Key. So what I'm doing is I'm actually bringing a lot of light codes through to help other people activate. So then we've got more light workers that are actually doing the job, not hiding. And um, I actually had a spirit come through and I went, whoa, your mum isn't coming back. No, they're not. And she back. told me, she's like, I ain't coming back. And she basically, I, I had this energy feeling that she's going to go and be a guide. So a lot of people are going to be becoming more guides than they are actually reincarnating. Yeah. And a lot of them are doing that. So that you're doing a lot of confirming for me here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> because why, you know, yesterday I was saying to her, well, why do we want to come back here? What is that? Because we've just been through all that. And why are we going to come back again? our souls have had enough so that's what's gonna happen you know but yeah it is what what i love what i've been really drawn to in the last couple of weeks um is watching david edinburgh and um on netflix the the Mm. planet but he's also there's this documentary and he's telling us how we can heal gaia how we can heal this beautiful world by um you know cutting down on eating so much meat and um respecting it and and it's it was just beautiful i sat there in tears the whole time going come on people quite interesting because i noticed when we were let out of quarantine last sunday late afternoon i got it was like, wow, you know, looking around. I got quite disorientated. I'm thinking, we take all this for granted. We take it all. We just walk by, you know, the grass and the trees and the flowers. And I was in the taxi looking around at everything going, wow, you know, and we need to waken up and open our eyes to what we do have around us, mm-hmm. not be pulled into this fear factor that everybody has, you know. It's like being stuck in the 4D. It's nearly like people are trying to get to this 5D energy, but they're stuck in their shadows and their shadows are becoming a reality because, you know, people go, and I'm like, you know what, guys, if you want to be in this 5D energy and be this beautiful human, you know, having this, um, like I said, your spirit, having a human experience, it's time for you to open your heart. It's time for you to get some rose quartz. I know rose quartz is one of your favorite. And bring the love around us. And that doesn't mean by overgiving. It doesn't, it means by coming, like you said before, coming into ourselves and basically filling up our cup and having so much overflow for the world and the cosmos and each other. I know, right? And that's what we need to do. There's so much doom and gloom that we have to try and keep our own levels higher. Mm -hmm. Our frequency, right? Our vi- so our vibration is like... Zzz. Everything is frequency, vibration and energy, everything. Mm. Every, everything around us is energy and vibration. But it's at a lower frequency vibration, do you know what I mean? So everything, yeah. So, you know, we've just got to keep plodding along, keep going, um, educating the people that come in front of us or around us. And they may not understand at that time, but it's how we're going to plant a seed. And once we plant that seed... How are we going to nurture it? Yeah. Absolutely. I love that so much. And the other thing I wanted to say to you as well is what I notice um, with my coaching and my intuitive abilities is people around me waking up. So my sister now is a medium, literally, who gets paid like all the time. She actually had a reading with you recently. Um, And these people around me are waking up and they're coming and they're getting, it's like they're, they're taking off these layers, right? And they're going, Oh, yeah. can you tell me what? So I feel like people's superpowers and their DNA is being activated for now. How yeah. do you feel about that? 
No, that's right. Yeah, there's awakening, mm. but it's still hard for people because of we've been bombarded with negative things. The other thing Spirit just says to me because they're talking to me while I'm talking to you, and um, it happened the other when was it Tuesday before we got locked down? My grandson, my grandson said. Oh, Nana, have you seen that horror movie? I said, one, let me tell you now, when you look at horror movies or all this stuff, you are giving permission for the other side to come in on a lower energy vibration. Yes, I agree. And he goes, really? I said, you're showing them I'm okay with these demons or whatever. And guess what? He phoned me up and said, oh, my God, Nana, can you explain this to me? I was out of my body. I said, it's astral travel. You were out of body experience. He said, I, I could see myself. I was rising above. Sorry. Went down the hallway, went into the living room, and there's this demon standing in there. I said, I told you, you are inviting them in. He said, I'm not watching them anymore. He said, it was the most evil thing I've ever seen. He yeah. said, I shot back into my body. I said, you need to cleanse your house now. So I should tell them, you know, do, cleanse the house and do all that. And do not watch that stuff anymore, mm. I'm telling you, because you're inviting them in. And those you movies know. are created in this kind of 40 reality from the writers and the producers and stuff. Yeah. And they're buying into their reality. Um, I, I clear demons. I'm an energy clearer first, basically, and then a medium because I understand the importance of being a clear channel, like hard out. So. Yeah. I, I do that as well, and I, I help children. So I love that you that you do that. Um, one thing that you said to me, and it's funny because the resonating that we've got so much resonating here. Um, as you're talking, I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, when I actually was in one of your shows once, and this just came to me before, and I asked you a question, and it was about the girl who had actually came through in that reading when I when I told that lady about what what was happening. What oh, I just, yeah before so I actually asked you about that which is kind of funny and you you wouldn't answer my question because I was trying to ask you a question about her and the feathers and stuff but you you like basically cut through it all you looked at me and you said you do what I do how I do it something like that like you are like me you do what I do how I do it like similar and I went my sister was in the back and so was my mum and I was like shit shit because <laughs> I was like being and I was like oh, so the question is, and you went, no, you are, obviously I was meant to get that message, like I am, you're going to be doing this stuff. And I was just like, oh, my God, oh, my God. (laughs) I I was thinking about something funny. It was so funny. I was lying in bed this morning because I'm planning shows again on a tour. And um, and anyway, (laughs) this is time. So I see spirit. Sometimes I'll show me, you know, as a, opaque and you know black and white or whatever not as solid as this one I'm on the stage and I go I can see a man just by the curtains here and I'm going come on I described him to a teacher <laughs> I said he's got these old-fashioned um cool dry trousers on a jumper that his mother must have knitted him thick glasses like old-fashioned glasses and he really needs a good haircut and they're all looking, you know, and I says, I don't know what's wrong with you. I walked over, I'm feeling him, and he's <laughs> a person who works. Oh, my God. Is it, is it, oh, my God. That's and, anyway, and I go, 
I've got my mic on so they can still hear. I said, come on, come out. And he's looking at me in shock. And I said, I'm touching him over all the way down his back. And I'm touching him. I said, he's really solid. And he goes, excuse me, I work here. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, like, trying not to cry. I said, okay, no problem. Carry on. And the audience, oh, my God. <laughs> they would have been in hysterics. Well, where was this? This wasn't a, was this a new plumber? I can't remember all. Oh anymore. my freaking but, god! See, I see all the stage people before I go on. He wasn't there before, ah. so he came in to do the lighting thing and everything. And I looked over. I thought, <sighs> "Wow, spirit is very clear today. I've got it right down." Um, oh, that's so funny. But I felt him up and down. He's to his backside. <laughs> You're lucky you didn't get done for anything. <laughs> I just said he had old-fashioned corduroy dresses. Then the jumper, he looks like his mother's knitting. And he needs a haircut. <laughs> He's like one of these, like, yeah. I don't know, really old-fashioned, but but in his 40s, but he looked like 60 or something. <laughs> oh, dear that Lord. Was, oh, my God. That was embarrassing. <laughs> that is funny though. And what, what I love about you, and I've got to say, is you're so down to earth, you're so real, you're so personable, and you are so freaking funny. Like you are legit. I remember um, I think it was in the show, like I was just cracking up. I've been to other shows with other mediums, and sometimes they're just so oh, like, like it's a job, like get it done, get it done. You're just like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm gonna play. And you you had slideshows too, love the slideshows. Yeah, I like putting there because you know what? What I find is you're capturing the audience, but then I'll go to Joe Bloggs and others are going, well, I don't know Joe Bloggs and I don't know his life story and I don't know who's coming in and I'm bored. So the mm. screen behind them, I'm teaching them as well. So they're mm. thinking, oh, I get that. I see feathers and I do, 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 do. So it's capturing the audience because otherwise it's like watching paint dry. Was that your idea to do that? Yeah, no, spirit, yeah. Tommy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, spirit, amazing. you need to do something that's totally different to other mediums. Yeah, and that's what I noticed was you are different. Um, I mean, everyone has their own unique style, but that's what yeah. yours was different and yours was, um, I want to say, like, unique to you. That's why I was asking if that was kind of from you, your, yeah. your idea from spirit, whatever. No, it was my idea, yeah, my yeah, idea. And you suify everything. You suify yeah. everything. Even in your um, teaching, we got a little booklet. And it was very yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. You know, and people afterwards go, look, I didn't get a reading, but I've learned so much. Mm. I've learned so much in that PowerPoint that I didn't even know about, you know, so it's good. Well, yeah. We're here to be, edu we're here to educate people as well. And like, we don't want people stepping into a room and going, oh my gosh. I mean, I'm not famous. I'm just Victoria Bond, <laughs> but like you have got that a little bit of fame. Because you have been seen by a lot of people. You know, you Did are. I, I, it's funny because I don't see that. I, don't, I just see myself as like everybody else. I don't but see do it. Do you notice it though from other people though? Like like if someone acknowledges you or sees you when you go into the supermarket or that. So this yeah. is what I mean. Like people don't know who I am, right? But when people do know I'm a medium, they're a little bit like, oh gosh. And I can, I'm like, why did they just put up walls? Cause they don't want me to read them. Or I'm like, I don't give a shit about reading them. So do you find that as well though? When people go, oh, there's so Nicholson, like, do you get that? I mean, there's times where, you know, you want to say something 
because I'm having a meal and they're taking pictures of me. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they'll walk by and they've got the camera there, you know, um, and sometimes they're in your own personal space. And I'm never, ever rude to anybody. You know, some people go, can I shake your hand? I go, no, you have a hug. So I grab them. Uh... You know? Oh, thanks, you know. And I don't mind having my picture taken, but when I'm having a meal, and the one time I was in A&E, I get really bad um, bronchitis and I couldn't breathe. They're taking pictures of me. Oh. It was horrible in the A&E. And the nurse could see I was getting re- I put my hood up and they move around to another seat. And she Was that like out. paparazzi or was it like legit people just wanting to take photos? No, just no, just people in the A&E waiting room. You know, and pointing to me. It's like get a life. <coughs> yeah. But anyway, the nurse came out. She said, I can see you. She said, this isn't right. Come with me and I'll put you in a cubicle. She said, I could see you getting really distressed. And I said, I don't feel well. Mm. I, you know what I mean? And, um, yeah, but, you know, it's just the way they are. I've had to have pictures, you know, on the aeroplane with the air hostesses up the back, you know, and they'll give me an extra biscuit and people <laughs> don't like it. They go, excuse me, you give her chick- chippies and a biscuit. You, I asked you. If I couldn't have it and you said no, and they said, well, I know her. <laughs> so it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Oh, oh yeah. that is so funny. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, you get the perks of the jobs as well. And they go, yeah. oh, come, in, come into, um, you know, the business classroom. I'm going to Steve up and say, I'm in the business class here having food. Hey, goes, hey, hey babe, I'll, I'll see you, I'll see you um, when we land. No, just kidding. <laughs> It's so funny. Yeah. It's so funny. I'll go, well, here eating. I'll come out in a minute. You know what I mean? So, yeah, there's, there's funny times, you know, and it counterbalances the sad times, really. Yeah. And it's you know. very much, I think, I think the coolest thing, one of the coolest things I love now, even though I'm just kind of getting into this as my life purpose, is we get to live an extraordinary life and we also get to understand the other side from from spirit like I wake up every day and I feel so grateful I wake up every day and I go thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you because I got the deep understanding of when we're talking about the demons before and the energy clearing and attachments and um ugly energy because I can see energy I got a deep understanding about that before I started channeling messages like it all came perfectly because I let it land that way and I just feel so privileged to be having this conversation with you to understand you as well not going oh there's a medium like I understand like it's it's just so beautiful so what do you love so much about it well we're all normal I just think we're all more normal if I met the queen I would be in awe of her I think oh that's nice Mm -hmm. but we're all equal I don't think you know we all have our own energy and awe about ourselves but I would never go oh my god you know this that and the other um that's the way it is but Mm -hmm. um See, things, I don't know about you, but things come in, and if I don't capture them there and then, they fly back out. So I have to rewind. Yeah. <laughs> I have to rewind. But, oh, sorry, mm-hmm. yeah, spirit's, spirit's just telling me now what I was going to say. Um, you, working in this area, you have to know the dark before you can know the light. Uh, that would- that's why I was so dark, and then now I'm so light. <laughs> yeah. So we had to know, you know, or see the dark side, in many things, but I have been to the other side. So I know what I'm talking about and being there, mm. you know, in my first book and um, being there and it's an amazing place. And so 
you know, I help cancer patients as well. I talk to them and they're fearful of passing. And I talk to them about the other side and what happens. And, you know, they're really good. Yeah, so I'm helping. I, you know, I give my time to um, people and help them with the cancer because I, I kind of look at where the cancer is and where it's actually stemmed from. And I backtrack it. Wow. Mm, it's That's interesting. A lady had, um, you know, because I work with a, a medical doctor, he's a Chinese doctor, and um, Dr. Ming, he came from the Ming dynasty, right? He's, he's, he's really funny. Sometimes I can't understand him. He's Chinese, but anyway. And uh, anyway, so I'm doing this reading, email reading, and all of a sudden I saw this woman's husband flash, and I said, so your husband is, is still on earth. This is really important. I don't want to scare you, but um, there's a blockage here in your throat. The, my doctor said it's the esophagus. It is the esophagus. And she came back and she emailed me. And she said, I said, and I said, he needs to see a doctor urgently. This is urgent now. And I said, it really is. I don't want to scare you, but we need to do something now. So anyway... She said, I asked my husband and he said, oh, I just have a funny thing in my throat. I don't know if it's a esophagus or what. So she said, well, this lady, the medium, said you've got to go straight away. Booked an appointment with doctor and the doctor sent him straight away to a specialist. He got esophagus cancer in the esophagus. Yeah. And he said, I'm really glad you've come now. We can start working on it. So anyway, I'm still I'm doing counselling with him, et cetera. So anyway... She said, oh, my God, thank you so much. And I said, I don't want him to worry. My doctor's just come in. And I said, he showed me a procedure. And they're going to put a stent in the esophagus. She said, I don't know because we haven't seen, you know, the specialist to see what they're going to do. She phoned me up. She said, exactly what you said. We're putting a stent in his esophagus. I, I don't know about a stent, a stent or whatever it is. And then I started channeling all the things that his body needed and all of this. And I said, I really need to look at where this cancer's come from. It's come from somewhere. So we went through and I said, okay, I'm seeing you at the age of six. A massive, a massive event happened. When you were six years old, it threw you out. But I can see your father standing there. Your mother passed. His mother passed at six years old. I said, and everything's okay. And they're feeding me like a timeline and I'm watching him grow. And I said, between the age of, I think it was 11 to 13, your world completely changed. The wicked, wick of, wick, wicked witch of the West came in. He goes, oh, my God. I said, she was the most evil person. She wrapped your father around his, her little finger and completely changed your life. And I said, she wouldn't let you have any time with your father. You didn't go to his funeral, couldn't have his possessions, nothing. He burst out crying and I said, you know where this stemmed from? You have never swallowed what she, she's done to you and couldn't say goodbye to your father. So I put him into a meditation and his mother came in and his father and he handed him a watch and I said, she's got a watch of his that should have been left here. And, yeah, he said, I know, but she won't let me have it, and she, you know, and she hates us all. So I said, this has to go, and he's getting better. They can't believe, you know, he's had his first chemo, and I put him into a deep meditation, and his wife phoned me up, and she said, oh, my God, I don't know what you've done to, with Peter, but 
it's changed. His whole attitude has changed towards his cancer. And I said, he's going to make it. It's going to be fine. Wow. So I always find out where, this, where, the, where the problem has come from because I'm a trained um, Louise Hay. You can teach her. I'm a teacher of Louise Hay. You can heal your oh, life. Oh, wicked. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. I, this is why I said I think all mediums need to be life coaches because, I mean, I, I, I have never, I've never done anything that, that – um, <laughs> that profound I'm not going to lie that's intensely amazing um but I always kind of jump back in and the numbers pop up and go what happened at this age because it does help yeah. clean it up doesn't it yeah it does because disease in our life causes disease it goes to the weakest link and that memory keeps bombarding it until you've got an issue and a problem mm. so what we do we go into that cellular structure and memory and then release it I can do it mm. with animals as well do you talk to animals as well? Like, do you ask some questions and get the information? A lady contacted me when I was in quarantine, Auckland. She said, please help me. I've got a decision to make to pull my horse down. I said, can you send me a photograph? So she sent it me and I put my hand on it. And Spirit was talking to me about it. And all this information came up, how he was treated badly on this place. I said, she didn't tell me he was, a, I said, he's a rescue horse, etc. I said, if I was looking at this horse as a human, that person would have killed itself by now. Mm. The depression, he's lost his soul. It's gone. It's gone. It's not. And I said, he's very dangerous. He's going to really hurt someone. And she teaches children. I said, I keep seeing children around. You've got to keep him away from mm. children. He bucks, he kicks, and he bites. Very dangerous, right? And I said, he was so badly treated. He wants to go. She mm-hmm. said, okay, I understand it now. And I said, he thanks you for the eight months that you've been working with him, but he's lost his soul. It's yes. gone. Yeah. So anyway, um, the next day I woke up and I saw him in front of me running in a field and I found oh. him. That he's already gone. And she said, oh, my God, it was terrible. I said, I saw him running in a field, so happy. She said, thank you. I can rest now. I said, he would have committed suicide if he was a, a human being. Oh, wow. Wow. And so it's, yeah, and people send me photos and I just put my hand on them and I see images and pictures. And oh, so gifted. Yeah. And it's like a muscle, isn't it? The more you're doing it and it becomes yeah. familiar. Um, I've worked with a lot of, I had this whole bound of people, a suicide um, people. I had a whole room where I am right now. I actually did a podcast on it with people that had committed suicide around me talking to me and I was channeling through what they were actually saying. And I just sat there and I thought, this is a, this is a, I shouldn't be doing this. And I thought, who am I to shut these people up because no, they have a voice now? So they need to come through to tell this story. I get a lot of people say, why, you know, our brother was amazing and children, all this. You think he was amazing and that's lovely, mm-hmm. but in his own head. He'd mm-hmm. lost his, you know, and want to know why. And why did he do this? There's lots of reasons why people do it because they can't face reality and they can't face their life. Yeah. And the thing, you know, I was on stage once, and I'm not joking, they came in four and I went, I heard the rifle going off, boom. Whoa. I'm going, oh, my God, somebody's killed himself over there, hold on, in a field by the tree. He was a farmer. He killed himself. I said, because I smell, I went, I'm in a car, I've gassed myself, he's over there. One's uh, on the tree in the garden and another one came in 
and he slit his wrist. And I'm going, oh, my God. It, 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 I said, you're going to have to step back. I said, you're all coming in. I can't handle this one at a time. Mm-hmm. So I had the one with the rifle first, and I said, and, the, and I said to this woman, this is your father. And she said, yeah, he was a farmer, and he shot himself down in the, on, on the paddock by a tree. Mm-hmm. And then... You know, and it's like, oh, those ones are really heavy. It's intense. It's really intense. And then you've got to go transmute all that energy. I know um, for me, they were standing around me talking and I was able to help these people. And the really interesting thing, because I was brought up to believe that suicide was you're stuck in purgatory. Yeah, because Catholics believe in that. Yeah, so I got all that stuff. But then I I got told by the horse's mouth that like two of them stood next to me and said, we don't regret it. Because we had no. to go. We didn't want to be here. That's right. Because the Bible has been rewritten for the public or the, the, the world as they see it to control people. That's what it is. The real Bible, do you know where it is? Um, I can't remember, but. It's in the Vatican in Rome. Yeah, I, I thought that, but I didn't want to say that because I was like, I, I, I don't. And, am I remembering know, right? It's locked away because if it ever came out, it would change mankind of religion forever it's been rewritten to control us you know i'm a christian and i've seen jesus many times talk to god who is god is it male film but it's something and when we're in our hour of need we pray to someone and we're asking for help right Mm -hmm. doesn't matter Mm -hmm. if you're religious or not but people go and people go oh oh my god don't we? Oh, my God. So if they didn't believe, then why are they saying, oh, my God? It's oh yeah. my God, not some Joe Bloggs's. It's mine. Oh, my God. And so, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's there. But, you know, spirit calls an organised gang. They threaten you. You'll go to hell and damnation and we want your money off you. <laughs> yeah. It's an organised it's, 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 it's crazy. And I know when I'm a Reiki master now and um, – I was a bit shocked because when I started tapping into some mediumship, because it was a total opposite of being how I was brought up, I literally was seeing Jesus everywhere. And I was like, oh, my God, why am I seeing Jesus? Why am I seeing Jesus? I'm not religious. And now, do you know the funny thing is? I just got this um, the statue. No one can see it, but this Virgin Mary mm. of my grandmother. Um, yeah. I've got Mary on my neck, um, all these different things. And they, like, guide me. They guide me. I don't call myself a Christian because I've still got kind of um, – attachments of um what that means um with the separation and all that type of stuff but for me i've definitely got deep beliefs and and whatnot but um you just see the lies all around and i think everyone has their own their own belief system and what works you have your own belief system we believe in Mm. what we do people may not believe in what we do and that's okay People yeah. believe in the vaccine and people don't, and that's okay. It makes the world mm-hmm. go round. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It'd be boring if we all was the same thing and all thought the same thing and we all dressed the same. It'd be boring, but that's life. You know what I mean? It's a variety. It's life. We have to have it. So um, so I have loved talking to you. You are the <laughs> most one of the most amazing, fascinating, gifted, bright and bubbly, down-to-earth <laughs> people I've ever met in my world. I won't and, get out of the room in a minute. <laughs> that's right you got a big house (laughs) you'll be fine (laughs) um so um just one last thing what would if you were to tell people one last message those who are 
those who are ready to expand their own superpowers and their own gifts, what would your advice be to them? Well, I always say, first of all, you've got to find that space to be in with your, yourself, as in a meditation, you know, finding that quiet space and tapping in. Once we tap into that, and I'd say, like, knock the barriers down of I can't do this, is this right or that, whatever it is, and just be, just be in that moment mm. and say, okay, I'm ready for you to channel whatever you want to bring for me, hear, see, or feel, and be in that moment and let it come in. Don't sit there going, oh, my God, what if it did, 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 did. Just close your eyes, take some deep breaths, and just let it be. Beautiful. And don't yeah, be scared. Don't be scared, people. People are like, what am I saying? I'm like, oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> I say to people, I'm more scared of the living than the dead. The dead oh, hurt. I say that too. I'm like, I'm more scared of human beings. Human beings scare the shit out of me. If someone walks in my house, I'm like, ah! <laughs> um, yeah. And also, where can we find you? Because I know you um, have got a few different spaces. I suppose people can just um, literally Google Sue Nicholson and it's all going to yeah. come up. Well, it's I've got um, on Facebook, I've got psychic medium Sue Nicholson. Mm-hmm. and i got lots of things on there. I channel information as well. It's quite interesting. Um, like my manager will go, can you do some readings on this and that? And I'll go, yeah, okay. So it's like I may have a card spread, but they're not the card spread, so nobody's cards. We do, mm-hmm. I do, I'm just getting pictures. But behind it is a totally different thing. So I always say to people, take four deep breaths, breathing in, breathing out, and a number will flash. You know, usually we have six of them. But they're not the cards that you can buy. They're nobody's cards. It's just image that I'm putting. Like It might be six animals, but behind it, you think you're choosing the leopard, and it's not the leopard. It's totally different. Do you see what I mean? And they're amazed at what they get. So I will be going on there because there was one up there for Egyptian, and I've channeled all the information, and people go, Oh my God, I don't know how I've got that. It's not me, it's them choosing the right number and just believing that that number is flashing and that's the one they're meant to have. You know, things like that. So if they can go on my, um, you know, my Facebook page, it's there. Yeah, so I do lots of things on there. Yeah, so, but I do have a website, www.sunicholson.co.nz. Mm-hmm. And uh, dot, no, sorry, thank you for this. They just said .com. <laughs> I'm a dot in Z, that's where you probably got that from. <laughs> from there, yeah. So just going on there, but I've got webinars and I teach you psychic development um, for for beginners and there's everything on there. And, you know, there's four of those and you go into sections. It's like I'm sitting with you, training you, you know, wow. with everything, doing some really, taking you to your past lives, three mm-hmm. past lives of who you were before you came here going to see the archangels and all the archangels and everything, you know, there's readings, there's pendulums, I balance your chakras, um, dousing, um, oh, my God, there's so much in there, you know what I mean? Wow. The whole lot, and they're only $29. Wow, that is ridiculous. That is amazing. Go yes. check that out, everybody. That is so cool. <laughs> so oh, wow. But there are free meditations in there as well for nothing. Mm-hmm. 
that they can download as well. Oh, yeah. If I knew that uh, five years ago when I started Awakening, if I knew that there was all of this stuff and I just had to pay $29, I'd be like, okay, I'm down on that. Um, <laughs> and also people can go deeper with you. I know every now and then you put up, a, I'm doing some readings um, so they can purchase yeah. readings. So keep an eye on um, Sue's pages yeah. and check her out. Thank you so much. This has been Thank delightful. And yeah. um, Victoria, for having me on here. It's been great talking to you. It's really good to talk with another like-minded person who knows what we're talking about yes rather than having to yeah people sometimes want the details so detailed that you're like actually it's about expanding your mind and going what else is possible yeah yeah and doing that yeah okay well you have a great great rest of your day i should know that shouldn't i people go (laughs) i go you should know i should know that because you're psychic yeah have a great day because i know (sighs) Yeah, all right. Thank you, everybody. We'll catch you later. Thank you. Bye. And that's a wrap for today. Thank you so much for joining the Release Your Blocks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love to hear from you. So please leave a review and tell me what your favorite takeaway from today was. There is so much more from where this came from. You can also find me at Holistic Energy Shifting on Facebook, where you can find more content, more coaching, and more guidance. Have a grand and glorious day, and I'll see you next time.